Welcome back, Dashley fam. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Now we're looking forward to Christmas. It's going to be so great. A great time. Especially because Dallin and I, as per tradition, because we are grown-ups who make our own damn rules. As per our last podcast. We have already ordered, given, and received Christmas presents to and from each other. Why don't you tell them what I got you that you told me to get you? My friends are literally aghast would be the right term they are aghast that we do this and every time i'm just like listen we are grown-ups dallin and i first year married had all these presents for each other and we looked at each other and we were like man this sure sucks that we have to wait till christmas what's stopping us from opening them now and then we were like hold on maybe we don't have to wait till christmas and then we opened them had the greatest time used the presents Till Christmas and beyond. Uh-huh. So here's what we got. It was a great year. It was a great... It's November 28th right <laughs> November now. November 28th has been such a great day. No, well, I don't know. Dallin and I, as also grown-ups, when we want something and it's something we can afford, we just buy it. Uh-huh. We don't have... We don't be like... I'm not like to Dallin. Well, let's see if you're good this year. I do have one other thing coming for you that I was going to oh. give you before Christmas too. Thank you. Yeah. I told you not to do that. Yeah. Well, so for Dallin, he came up to me and he was like, this is what I want. And then I bought it for him and then it arrived and he used it. And it was, it's amazing. It's a Nespresso machine. Well, we got, so I still am trying to figure it out. By November 1st, we enact this thing where it's like, if you want something, you cannot buy it for yourself without telling the other person, this is something that I would want for a gift because (laughs) The other person who's like racking their brain, I have this whole running list of things to get for Dallin. And every time he mentions, oh, I want this, three days later, it ends up at our doorstep. And then I have to scratch it out. Like that's not present. We can't get that as a present. So November 1st, you are not allowed to buy anything for yourself. You just tell the other person and then they'll, it will count as a present from them. Mm -hmm. So Dallin got an espresso machine. Yeah, And then Ashley got herself through me mm-hmm. i got you you got me let I me correct myself i got link. you a bread maker and you loved it so much it was the exact mm-hmm. one that you wanted and it was and you got it with amazon points uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah amazon points i made bread it was subpar but well i think is more the recipe i'm working because on the you had the wrong yeast we don't know we're not dogging the bread maker no, yet i'm just the i didn't make great bread but here's the thing i didn't make it <laughs> the, I didn't do anything. It just made noises over there in our kitchen <laughs> for like three hours and boom, all of a sudden we had so a loaf of bread. Like a subpar so loaf of cool. bread. Okay. It was so great. How and much would it have cost without the Amazon points? All we had to do was spend like thousands of dollars on our credit card in order to get that for free. The Amazon points are so great. And they all go to you. They all go to Dallin because last year I was like, listen, Dallin, I can't buy any gifts for you without you knowing because we're on the same account. So we made a family account and now I have my own Amazon, but all of our points go to Dallin's. And also he That has, was your choice to leave the family account and start your own. He also has Prime and I don't. You could have done it. I don't know why that is though. I don't know but why you can't be in a family. That is dumb. You should be, have Prime too. I feel like Amazon should have this issue resolved like 30 years ago and be like, yeah. sometimes a couple will like, would want separate, like... Well, it's not even a count. It's just like profiles. We basically did this so that you your Kindle books weren't mixed with my right, Kindle books. Right, I didn't books. want your Kindle books. And you for sure don't want mine. Nope. <laughs> but I think there should be, you should be 
able to have two profiles under the same household, but it didn't work that way. Okay. That's a really boring segue. If anyone knows how to fix that, where the Amazon points and the prime subscription can be to both of us. Please please email us. ISNHSTpodcast at gmail.com. But separate Kindles. Right. I don't. There is, I've tried to play with it and it doesn't seem like it works. There's a I, whole back end area where you can choose which Kindle thing you've bought goes to which device. I know that, I've seen And that. it is difficult Just, and not, I want it, it to be, it sh- doesn't work. Easy. Okay, news. Do you no. have any news articles? Well, oh, you did. We told what you got. Nespresso. Yeah. Nespresso machine. What did you buy Also, me? please teach us how to use it. Each pod puts out a different amount of water. I understand espresso shots are different than the coffee pods. It but knows. even the coffee pods put out different amounts of of drink and it's just well i don't want to mess up the ratios or make it taste watery or more coffee and less water (sighs) just figuring it out still but all i know is it tastes way better than a sugar syrup and it comes out the same there we go just add three cups of whole milk and one (laughs) cup of sugar (laughs) yeah in other news no shh shh what did you get me bread maker no oh well, I, I want it to be a surprise. You. No, because I got one for me too. Well, that's even I got more us intriguing. ugly sweaters for a Christmas party coming up. Does there? I didn't know about the party. Our Christmas party. Is an ugly sweater Christmas party? No, I just wanted to wear ugly sweaters to during the party. Well, you should. Dallin is hosting a party. <laughs> I'm such a curmudgeon. Dallin's like a total grouch when it comes to like kid activities. Where I'm like, let's do this and this and make gingerbread houses forever. And Dallin's like, ugh. And like Elf on the Shelf and all that stuff. You're and destined to be a kindergarten teacher. I know. And then for grown-up stuff, like Christmas parties and... You're the curmudgeon. Freaking Thanksgiving. I'm just like, can we not? Boring. <laughs> all right, let's just move on, shall we? I thought something would be fun. Apple just rolled out their 2023 replay feature where you can go see what you listened to the most throughout the year, what music you listen to. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Here's, How do you do that? Do you have open mine? up Apple Music. I don't even know where that is on my phone here's mine let's see here do you go to home continue it should just pop up on the home screen when you open up apple music they were probably like ashley's music is like you're very confusing are you an adult or a five-year-old where would i be mine shows up right here replay and share your year in music i think oh under browse under browse browse tab does it show up there yes go to the site okay here's my highlight reel Don't we share an account? Huh? Do we share an account? So No, yours is different. So I listen to 20,243 minutes of music. Where does it tell you this? Do you, t- do you tap on it and it takes you to your highlight reel? Let's do mine first and we can do yours. Um, 1,200 out of 1,200 artists that I listened to, one of them stood out. It was Taylor Swift. This is why on my account. This is why I think it's our account. Cause well, I, it's like when we're in the car, we listen to either my phone or your phone. I guess this this might more represent us rather than me. But the other top ones are Peppa Pig, Blink-182, and Mac Miller. Those ones are me. Yeah. Okay. Mine are number one is Taylor Swift, followed closely by Coco Melon with 412 minutes. <laughs> wow. Followed almost just as closely by Peppa Pig with 306 minutes. And then James went through a really strong Kesha phase and we yeah. have 105 minutes followed then by 92 minutes of the Hercules soundtrack. Okay. Who's Christopher Beck? Christopher Beck. Frozen. Is that? Okay. Cause that's the next Frozen one. Soundtrack. That rings true. 
There's a lot of Alan Jackson and Backstreet Boys and then the Carpenters. My top song was Miracle by Day to Remember. That's a sweet song. I don't even... My top song was Lavender Haze. That's only because I was driving for like an hour. Yeah. And I wasn't paying attention. And I didn't know that Lavender Haze... It was on repeat. Oh. And I listened to it like 30 times. Sweet. And then Busy Miss Rabbit by Peppa Pig. Violet went through a really strong phase where she only listened to busy, the Busy song. Miss Rabbit is busy. Busy, busy, busy. 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 Miss Rabbit is busy. She's got so many things to do. That song. I listened to the new Blink-182 album, Reputation by Taylor Swift, Barbie Girl. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a reflection of us. This is a reflection of James. Peppa Pig's first album, um, Blue... Yeah, our kids go and say, Alexa, play, blah, blah, blah. No, well, Alexa... And it's connected to Apple Music, so... Swan Princess was my number 15 top played album. Nice. I come back again and again to the pop genre. Doc McStuffins was up there really high. Coco. Well, this isn't as much of a reflection of us <laughs> as I thought it would be. More of our whole family. That's cute. That's Do you have sad. any news articles? <laughs> yeah, I have a lot and they're really interesting. I just felt so lucky browsing Instagram where I get my news, uh-huh. obviously, yeah. because I kept getting these great ones. And they were so intriguing. The first one, some old woman, bless her heart, in France, has been keeping this picture just in her kitchen. Where she cooks, okay? Okay. It's from like 1282. <laughs> okay. During the Renaissance. Someone, she, someone found it. Someone walked in. Oh, it actually is from that old? Is that the Renaissance? It's like, I don't know. Just like, that's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. Okay. Someone finds out what it is. I don't know if she's getting rid of it. Her grandkid walks in and is like, grandma, this looks really old. Somehow they find out that it's an authentic piece called Christ Mocked by the Florentine painter. This is, I am not an art history major. Cimabue. C-I-M-A-B-U-E. Okay. Um, she thought it was just a Greek religious icon. It's 10 inches by 8 inches. It is tiny. Okay. In pre-auction, it went for 24.2 million what? euros, which equals $26.8 million. Okay. The French government finds out about this and they put a stop to it, a 30-day halt because it needs to be investigated before it can be exported because it's like a great piece of art historical art in those 30 days the french government fundraises so that they can purchase it for like the collection of the country as like what did they call it a national treasure status it's just been chilling in her kitchen so they bought it for the louvre louvre how do you say is it louvre 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 <sighs> again yeah. the very few Art. Art art things. History and stuff. The Louvre. Yeah, and it I mean like I'm sure there are just museum workers rolling over in their graves because she's like cooking spaghetti, splattering <laughs> it. Like when Dallin makes taco meat, our entire kitchen is covered uh-huh. in grease. Oh, it's not. It's pretty Get over splattery. Yourself, it's pretty lady. splattery. And this old woman, she's had it in her house. For so long, like 18 years, she just found it somewhere. She thought it was just nothing. That's nuts. Turns out it's something. Okay. That's my first article. What would you rate that? That was a pretty good one. Is that pretty good? Pretty good news article. Okay. Here's the next one. I thought you would really like this okay. one. Okay. Because it has to do with Teslas. And if... Cybertruck you... delivery event is in two days. 
what does Thursday. that mean? Is it coming? Like they're announcing it and all the features and all the options and it's going to be available to Keep hoping purchase that on you Thursday. cancel your reservation before it arrives, but you still haven't. Apparently it looks much better in person. No, it doesn't. That's, That's what everybody says. You saw says a picture of someone when and they you see were it like, in person? that is really... My truck from the side doesn't look that great either, but from the front and from the back, it you looks do this. really Dylan good. Dylan does this thing where he like... Like if you have a bad experience or a bad vacation or a bad moment or you see something, but you feel like you need to be inherently loyal to it, you have this thing where you're just like, well, I know it felt bad or it looks bad or we remember it bad. But if you think about it, it wasn't. Maybe it means I don't give up easily and I like to see the bright side of things. If the thing is inherently Mm. dark and terrible, there is no bright side. The Cybertruck is inherently dark and terrible. Have you seen it? That makes it? zero sense. No, it's the ugliest car I have ever seen. It is furthering the cleanliness of our planet. It's a joke. I am sure that Elon Musk is chuckling. No. I bet he had a meeting. Let's make it so I ugly. I think that Walt Disney was reincarnated as Elon Musk. No, you don't. That's do. weird to say and feel sacrilegious. <laughs> no. that's. The, I'm sure. You know how like... For trendy things, sometimes they're so ugly, like gaucho pants or like bell bottoms or just like the things teens have worn in every generation. And you look back and you're like, boy, that was terrible. That's what Elon Musk did with this car. It's going to be a joke. People in 50 years are going to look back and it's going to be on those like top 20 worst things people have ever bought list that shows on like at 3 a.m. in the morning. What if it turns out to be the best truck ever? It's not. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's so ugly. It looks like a from the side. It's like a Pontiac Aztec nut. and a Chevy Avalanche had a baby. It's bad. It's so bad. It's like you know when you walk. The through, front looks really cool. This is what it reminds me the of. The back looks all right. Mm-hmm. From the very back, it you looks can't... so bad, and the side looks like a boat upside down. You know when you walk through Tomorrowland in Disneyland? Do you know? Have you walked? You have. Been there with Tomorrowland. You. It feels yeah. like Fantasy yesterday. Land. Land. Is it Tomorrowland? You know when you walk it's through. What, it's like how they picture the Cybertruck. The future from would the seventies perfectly into Tomorrowland. <laughs> like you how put they it there. The future you'd be like, back to the future. Oh, that's what people thought the future would be like. <laughs> Look how stupid that looks. That's how I. When you walk through Tomorrowland, you're like, this is really what they thought it would be like in like 2020 or whatever Tomorrowland is actually based on. And then you walk through it and you're like, this is so dumb. Of Why would they ever think this would be something that would be you cool? You wait till I bring mine That's home. That's like the cyber And you're going to think it's so cool. And you're going to be so attracted to me. No, I've told you that I won't. And I would be embarrassed. See? I That's like exactly st- why I should buy it. I'd be it. like a teenage girl, like staying in the car ducking. That's like, exactly please, dad, why don't, I should buy it. Please, dad, don't open the door. Don't roll down the window. I'm going to get one. People are going to egg you as you drive by. Good. It looks like a parade float. <laughs> for aid flow <laughs> for aliens so ugly all right well it i have an article really for you angry that we're spending money on it potentially <laughs> i'm trying to support you well i have one more article and it's really good this one was for me okay because it's an animal one did you ever actually read the second article I what don't... was it oh <laughs> i never did <laughs> okay you ready for this headline? Woman's Tesla flies over swimming pool before crashing into California home. Okay. But no one got hurt. The Teslas co- are freaking 
the safest car. The car flew over the pool for about 40 to 50 feet in the air before landing in the home's kitchen. Wow. What? Here's a picture. You can't see it, but it's essentially a Tesla in someone's kitchen halfway. Yeah. And then there's a swimming pool that it missed. It was a 70-year-old driver and her 40-year-old daughter's Tesla in her 40-year-old daughter's Tesla. Okay. I would hope that the Tesla would be like, I can tell that I'm driving through homes right now. I'm just going to stop. I'm not going to let yeah. this continue. Recalculating. Yeah. <laughs> um, the driver stated that she was unfamiliar with driving the car. And there might have been an issue with it. And that's what's happening in the world today, folks. Yeah, that's nuts. From I keep seeing articles like this Thanksgiving, 2023 Thanksgiving uh, broke records in airports for the busiest travel day in history. I And I see articles it. of like huge spending and stuff. But then I also see tons of TikToks about people saying, how is everyone affording these things? Like I'm in so much credit card debt. And all the comments are like, I'm in so much credit card debt. And I just saw an article today from Market Watch that said consumers are facing widespread rise in loan delinquencies. And it's like two things, hmm. these two things cannot coexist for a long time. And it seems like a ginormous crash is coming or something. I don't know. That's just my very few data point projection. I, here's my. And I'm just scared to be in the stock market. My question is how are all these people affording the Taylor Swift concert? Great question. Is it just the same? Did they just get? Were they, is it the same thirty thousand people just going to every show? <laughs> all these rich people. We keep around. almost going, and then we're like, "We're gonna do it. We're gonna go." And then we go on and look at tickets, and they're like two thousand yeah. dollars a the, person. The crappy for ones the that are behind the stadium, behind the screen. Yeah, behind the screen. Yeah. She's coming out. She's letting people be able to rent her movie now. She's such a genius. On you December thirteenth, you can't even buy it. You can only rent it. Wow. People are going to rent it more than once, mm -hmm. for sure. Heaven knows we're going to rent All it. All of my friends have been to see the movie at least five times. Wow. We haven't even gone to see that. No, I don't like it. Maybe movies. we're just... I just don't like movie theaters. Curmudgeons. I can't relax on a seat. Well, I'm excited that it's finally going to come out and we'll be able to watch it at home. Because it's going to be fun. I'm going to get food. I'm going to get drinks. Let's, uh, let's make it a date. I'm going to rent the movie, fall asleep immediately, have to rent it again the next day. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never finished Barbie movie now that it's finally out for that. I didn't. Watched I most just, of it. I think it's because I've seen so many clips and heard so much about it. Nothing was a surprise. I finally learned what what the Casa Dojo house was. Mojo do, Mojo Dojo Casa House. Yeah. Dojo and Casa and House all mean house. Is that the real thing? Was that a real toy? The Mojo Dojo Casa House? Or is I that... don't know. I think that's just Ken naming it something Dylan cool. Dylan resonates deeply with Ken. I love Ken. Yeah. It's hilarious. It kind of looks like you. Sweet. I'll take it. Okay, anyways. Wait, well, as a man, what did you learn from the Barbie movie? I I thought how they depicted patriarchy was a little bit simplistic, but I also am able to see where women are coming from a little bit, but... It's kind of like I think just how things compound over time, generation after generation after generation. And it's like when women are the only ones able to have kids and the only ones that can nurse, it kind of fell into this pattern where women are staying at home and men are the ones at work. And before long, men are the ones in power and women kind of like have to be taking care of their kids still. And all of a sudden, 
bef- with generation well, after generation after generation, it becomes a a tradition. It becomes baked into religions, and it becomes this thing where all of a sudden nobody started it, but everybody is in it, and there's and it's very embedded into society, and it seems like we've made a lot of progress in a very short time in recognizing this and ch- changing things and stigmas and stuff. But I also still think there's a long ways to go to break out of, um, what are they called in like biases that women have towards yeah. men and men have towards women. Well, it was definitely like Barbie in the beginning. Like it was a matriarchy essentially. Right. Like they were, they didn't treat the, can very nice so it was like it was like the far what is like the far end of the spectrum on one side went to the far end of the spectrum on the other side right mm-hmm. like it went from barbie land to ken land kind of yeah like the characters aren't capable of being in a complex relationship there's only, beer me yeah there's only like <laughs> boys only in charge or girls only in charge girls thoughts only matter versus boys like there was nothing there was no middle ground uh-huh. i don't know I kind of felt like it depicted men kind of bad. Yeah. I don't just like I have like a son. I don't know. Like I don't think he's inherently bad. No. I don't think if George was like given I don't think there was ever any one man that was like let's Well, I guess I just watched it and I women watched to our power. Well, like I watched how it, the vibe was when the men were in charge with the Kens. Mhm. But the vibe when the girls were in charge was very like rosy and happy and powerful, which it's a woman. It's a video like speaking to women, like showing them in in, in, like leaders of society versus kind of like what they have been on earth. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But my vibe watching the 30 minutes that I watched in between falling asleep was like, I felt like they portrayed, I don't think like the girls were portrayed any better than the boys. I think a girl's, the girls in power didn't necessarily like, they weren't like putting the Kens in like servitude to them. The Kens were just kind of like, had this like deep need to be seen by Barbie, Uh but they also weren't seeing the Kens and seeing them as like equal humans with equal feelings and thoughts versus like the Kens kind of like had the Barbies like do stuff for them. Was that kind of what I fell asleep during the Ken part? Well, and then Ken goes and tries to apply for a job and is like, the guy's like, patriarchy used to be more of a, I mean, he's like, no, we're done with patriarchal thing now. Actually, we still do it. We just hide it better. Like acting like men really are secretly, um, what's the word, insidiously still trying to do this thing. When in reality, I don't think there's any group of men that are like, we love being more powerful than women. It's kind of just the way that society has grown into over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, yay, even thousands of the years. The thing I think that men do now is that they choose not to look. Like they choose not to look at their life or to look at people's lives or the women's lives and see like the social injustice. I don't know if that's the right word, but like how it's not, how it's not balanced with at least that's how I felt like growing up. I feel like men are like, I love my wives. I love my daughters. I love everything. I sure women should work, but then they like, they see the system or they, they just choose not to like, look. All right. How about some emails? I'm ready. I have drank the coffee that you brewed for me and I am buzzing. Sweet. Okay. 
Kimberly says, I've been rewatching older vlogs and I now have everybody poops in the potty song stuck in my head. Do you I remember my that? song that I no. came up with? Everybody poops in the potty. My training, my um, potty training songs. I forget how the tune goes. I remember. It's like I'm remembering like James and George loving that song though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to sing it to Violet. We're like, Violet, when do you want to go to the bathroom in the potty? And she's like, no. No. She said she's a news producer and she's been singing it to herself in the newsroom and now has one of her anchors singing it. Mm-hmm. Fun. It's a great song. It was in our Daniel You should play Tiger it on area. your news station. I introduced Violet to Daniel Tiger yesterday and it was like her brain, you could see it on her face, just feel like that look of, Daniel Tiger. where has this been? I know. It spoke to everything she loves to watch and provided it to her. She loves it. She comes up to me and says, I love you, dad. Agamaga. Mm-hmm. She's going to start saying that. Um, anyway, she says, I just thought you'd, dis- you'd enjoy this story. Please pet Luna and Dash for me. Kim from Little Rock, Arkansas. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Kim. That's awesome. My mom calls me every day and she's like, I was watching this old vlog of yours. She called me the other day and she was like, you had this, do you remember when you had this goal to like teach the kids a new like primary song, like a church, little cute little church song every day. Yeah. And it was like, teach them a church song and memorize a scripture. Like my brain hearing that now, I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like George was one year old. How am I going to teach him to memorize a scripture every day? Yeah. Funny, cute Ash just trying to do it all and then feeling guilty for not achieving that enormous goal of teaching (laughs) George. (laughs) This is from Haley from Moses Lake, Washington. (gasps) Oh, Moses Lake was where the cat was eating the rat. Oh. At that elementary school, the cat... That everyone thought was a mountain lion and it shut down the school in lockdown. Nuts. That's yeah, a huge It was cat. in Moses Lake, Washington. <clears throat> Hi, Dallin and Ashley. I can see you're currently partying it up at Peppa Pig World and Disney World. Oh, this is kind of, a, this is a few months old. Through social media and I'll just say that I'm jealous. It's a gift, Peppa Pig World. That was so fun. After spending thousands of dollars on this trip, Peppa- they remember our one day with $30 tickets at Peppa Pig World the most. It's just like a giant playground. And I think that's what made it so fun. We didn't wait for a pig playground at that. We didn't wait for one line. It might've been empty because it was 102 degrees. It was so hot. We were the only ones crazy enough to go that day. There was a couple, but there was like just no lines. Um, And it was this huge playground with open play. Mm -hmm. And they loved it. The seats burned you when you sat on them. There was a lot of shade. They had like a tricycle area. Could have had more shade. Splash pad. Anyways, it was just really fun. It was like a huge playground. So fun. I want to go back. Violet calls Peppa Yen. Every day she thinks might be the day we go She's to like, Peppa are we going Yen. to the airport? Yeah. All right. But I really want to know what podcasts you guys enjoy listening to. I like to have a plethora of podcasts to listen to while I work, cook, and clean, which as a mom is always. Yep. Um, I enjoy true crime, but that's not always the best for late nights or when little listeners are around. I love, I should not have said that, with the Dashleys, as well as Surviving Sister Wives. Gotta be done. Wait, wait, wait. What's Surviving Sister Wives? Sounds like a new podcast you gotta look up. Are they polygamous? I don't know. Is it about the Sister Wife show, which I, I watch religiously? Gotta be done, Bluey. I am all in Gilmore Girls and Office Ladies from The Office. I've heard oh, of I've Office heard Ladies. I've heard Office Ladies is good. Surviving Sister Wives. Podcast. Wondering if you have any recommendations besides Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Thanks. From Haley. <laughs> the, this is, the Surviving Sister Wise is a comedy podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily and recap the TV show Sister Wives. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that. 
I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of books. Just listen to all of the A Court of Thorn and Roses books. It was the best two weeks of my life. Just Best two weeks of my life, I didn't too. talk to Dylan at all. Just listen to it constantly. <laughs> we just... <laughs> It's like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. And um, then I'm listening to Iron Flame now, which is also gripping. I don't know. I listen to books more. I just what? haven't found, I just don't know, like, I'm like 80 years old and I'm just like, I don't know how to navigate this. I've been more of an audiobooks person myself too. Every once in a while I'll go on a little podcast binge. A lot. Little Joe Rogan here, little Sam Harris there if I'm feeling philosophical. Jay yeah. Shetty as well. Dallin just uploads everything. I kind of am just talking in the microphone. So I get that there's a way to find podcasts. Like I've, I just don't get, I just don't like know which ones are good. There's just so many. Sorry. We're not the biggest. I'm listening to the Walt Disney biography right oh now. It's gosh. like 30 hours long. I'm finally almost done and he's dying of lung cancer and it's kind of sad. It's not been an, a riveting book at all. Nope. If it were condensed into like even just 300 pages. Come to find out there are other books. <laughs> I just bought the most this one is the so, most exhaustive one. It's been like a year of trying to get through this. And now you're just plowing through to say that you did it. Yeah. Because I don't want to be a quitter. So sometimes it's for real is I started this when I went to Orlando by myself. When was that? In March. End of March. No, it was beginning of April. Right after our sponsored Disneyland trip. Was it mm -hmm. when you decided you wanted to move to Florida? And yeah. I was like, you don't, you don't know what it you is You don't want to move to Florida. You don't know. Yeah. So. And, but then you went and you were like, I love it. It was eight months ago. And I'm finally almost finishing it. Very, um, very motivated guy to achieve his dreams. Yeah. Got this Elon Musk quality about him where you're a total jerk to the people you work with. Really Not as much as Elon Musk. Elon Musk is more heartless than Walt Disney. But Walt like, Disney had that 1940s. Um, is, are they that way like, to their friends? Or is it just like, and, hey, get, if you're not going to work for me and help me do the things I want to do in this company that is mine. Like, he didn't let anybody get in the way of his visions and stuff. They shouldn't if it's your company. Like if I had an employee that was like, I hate your ideas. No, no. He wouldn't like uh, where a lot of other people who care what others think of them would would be like give somebody a little bit more right time to sound out their ideas or whatever walt wouldn't be afraid to be like no we're not doing walt that. and elon just had this mindset of like listen there's a million other people and i'm sure one of them's going to agree with me more than you so they're just move along if you can't fulfill the role that we'll i hire need somebody do. else if you don't want to do it my way yeah like very free to very easy for them to say that Rather than entertaining somebody else's ideas, even if they're I different just, than his. I get that. I'm like, enough. Stop yeah. it. You are my employee. You should start a tech company. <laughs> Not that I have employees, but like if I did. <laughs> yeah. All right. One last email. This is from Alexis. Hi, Dallin and Ashley. I absolutely love your videos and podcasts. And I've been watching you for years. My fiance and I have been together for almost six years. And I have an 11 month old named son named James. And he's the goofiest little guy. I've Cute. been troubled by this one particular thing for quite some time. And I would like to see what you two think or how would you would you would take okay, it and move great. forward with it. I thought she was going to be like this one particular thing you said. Oh, no. When I was about 20 weeks pregnant, my partner's family decided to go on a family vacation to Mexico as a one last trip before you have a baby. It was his parents and two other siblings. Well, did you? That's weird. I mean, I was. Why is it weird? Was she invited? 
Did she want to go to Mexico? Was it like, we need to go to Mexico with you before you have your baby? I'm guessing okay. she was on board. I don't know. I bet she wasn't. She says, I was very hurt when I wasn't invited to <gasps> come, as I was hoping this baby would bring us closer. Oh. Okay, wait. She's been with this guy for six years. So this is basically like married status, right? I think if so you're his with- parents invited him to come, but not As her. a last trip before your baby is before born. Before you get... Screw you! Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, look, this is where the tables turn because you're about to have this baby that they all want to so deeply. Be part of their life. That yeah. You're about to create this human in your body that they consider like part of their family. Their grandchild. Their grandchild. Yeah. And they're about to get a reality check when they realize that they've treated you like shiz for the last six years. You Turns don't, out you're not, I'm not entitled. You to don't like them. And when they're like, come over every day so that we can be with your baby, you're going to be like, I don't want to come over that much because you're mean to me. She says, I don't think they dislike me, but they are very closed off family and can be hard to talk to sometimes. <sighs> I'm tried- so triggered because they're, you're going to have this baby and they're going to be like, this is our baby. This is our family. Yeah. And then they're, but they're in the same breath going to like, not consider you the baby's mother a part of them and it's so freaking annoying (laughs) okay you what you have the baby the baby is yours you have the power here Uh if they want access to this baby they better be nice to you yeah you don't have to be like mean like you can't see your grandchild like they're not entitled to yeah but you can be like you can have this boundary in your mind where you're like if they're not nice to me they don't just get to have a relationship with my grandchild and be a jerk to me in the same breath. Like mm-hmm. there's a, they need to, it's a package deal. Yeah. I tried not to express my feelings of hurt that I wasn't invited for a long time. Right. Don't let them, don't in let them mind, see you cry. I thought they were completely disregarding the fact that not only is their son's life going to change, but mine as well. My fiance's mom also asked if I would be willing to stay at their home and take care of their animals. Because they live on a farm while they were gone. Mm, oh my gosh. Sorry, I'm so busy. Oh, are you like part of the family or not? That's no. messed up. That's like She's like Cinderella, Cinderella type stuff. Yeah. We both said Cinderella at the In-laws same time. In-laws can just be so bad. I was very pregnant at this point and I felt cast aside. Okay, well. I didn't end up helping out on their farm, by the way. Listen, I don't want to cast blame on the fiance. He should stick up for you. But there's the, he had this moment where his mom was whispering to him like, oh, Jason, we're going to plan this beautiful trip and we're all going to go together. And he's like, oh, great, mom. And then she goes, everyone except your fiance, just us, just the family. That's where he should have been like, whoa there, mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's her name? Kelsey? Alexis. Alexis is my family. Alexis and I are family. If you want to go on a Mexico trip, like a baby moon Mexico family trip, like I'm not going to Mexico without my partner. That's very hard. And I hope, I hope he uh, learns from this and sticks up for his partner better in the future. I saw this TikTok. I saved it. It was all about like, when you got married, like every decision does not need to be choosing between your partner and your family, because when you got married, you chose your partner. Mm-hmm. You're a package deal. Mm-hmm. I yep. should, we should, I don't know, link it or something. That'd I feel like if good. we had watched that the day after we got married, mm-hmm. it would have been like, this is what we live by. Kind of given us like a mantra. 
It's your job to make sure that your family isn't being disrespectful to your this spouse. This is the one. Did partner. you watch it too? If you have a narcissistic mother or a rude father, if you have a disrespectful alcoholic uncle who loves to get drunk and say toxic things around the holidays, you can allow them to speak to you like that, but you cannot tolerate them speaking to your partner like that. Because when you brush it aside, because you're used to dealing with it, you're used to them being rude, so you kind of dismiss and invalidate your partner's hurts or feelings around it. You're unknowingly choosing your family over them. You're betraying your partner without even realizing it. And nothing kills passion in a relationship more than when your partner of all people won't stand up for you against behavior they know is wrong. That always breaks trust in a relationship and leaves your partner feeling abandoned. That's not them overreacting. That's you underreacting. If you asking your family member not to disrespect or demean your partner causes them to explode and fight back and tell you not to come back next year, then don't come back. Is that sad? Of course it is. It's tragic that their toxic and narcissistic behaviors are pushing you away. It's sad that they have no self-control or emotional maturity. But the one thing we can't do is allow their dysfunction to break our bond together. I'm not asking you to choose between your family and your spouse. Because you already did that on your wedding day. On that day, you chose your spouse first forever. So let's not forget that over the holidays. Who was that by, if anyone? Spitting fire. Jimmy Knowles. Jimmy Knowles. Jimmy Knowles. Everybody who is getting married should post that on their wall. Yep. Okay. That in itself hurt and as well. But a few days later, his best friend heard about this and made my fiance feel bad about me not being invited. Right. And Thank then you. Logic. Started to feel guilty. He still went on the trip <sighs> and I just stayed and worked while he was gone. I cannot bring myself to get over this and feel I'm just not part of the family. Well, you're maybe, not. Maybe I feel this way because I don't have a lot of family. So was hoping to merge myself into theirs. Not much has changed since the baby had been born. Every once in a while, I still think about this and it makes me cry because I am an emotional person. How would you take this if it happened to you? And what would you do moving forward? Thank you for taking time to read it, Alexis. Well, <clears throat> I would probably give you dysfunctional advice. Like, don't ever let them see you cry. You don't beg for affection because you are better than that. And they don't deserve to be begged to. And I don't know. To stop trying because they don't deserve it. That would be my advice. Dallin has, I'm sure, the opposite advice. <laughs> That's just like my gut reaction. Like you, just, no I one deserves. People, I like, mean, I see people are, as products of how they were raised and their traditions and stuff. So they probably don't even realize how offend, how much they hurt you. Because that's just normal to them. And um, some but do some you unsexy... want to be friends with someone? Well, if you're married to them, you got to put in a ton of effort okay, before you I call it I don't think quits. it's her job. I think it's fiance's job to be like, that was ridiculous, mom, dad. You hurt her so deeply. I think you have to recognize if where my this is the current did... state of what they feel is okay. Listen. Whether you think it's vastly different or not. This is their reality. They felt it was totally okay. So you need to just acknowledge that and accept it and then have a hard conversation and, st and not I just hold it in I think it's not her job. I think it's fiance's job. Well, he, he is. He thinks it was okay. So he doesn't feel like it okay, was well, a, a thing that Okay, well, her job is addressed. to figure it out with fiance and then he needs to figure it out with family. Like he is the spokesperson for his side. When I dated you, like... My family did not like Dallin when we got together because he had previously broken and crushed my heart. That's like all they knew, right? Ashley was so sad because of some guy named Dallin. Mm -hmm. 
And then when we started dating again, I like, before we went to anyone's house, I would call them and be like, so like, do not say anything to him. Like, so help me if you do, our relationship is over. Mm. Like Dallin's going to come over. Do not bring anything up. Do not make him uncomfortable. Nothing. Yeah. Good. Right. As you should and I feel said. like that's what everyone should do. Uh-huh. Like I have a crazy family, like not me, but like if someone's like my mom's off her rocker and says terrible things before I bring my sweet angels, like partner who I love, mm. I'm going to go text my mom or call her and be like, so help me if you do anything to make this person uncomfortable. Like we're not coming over if you make her uncomfortable. Yes. That was a great portrayal of loyalty and love for me. I think that's what should be expected of fiance. Yeah. And not everybody goes into marriage just totally knowing the crap out of how to be a stellar spouse and um, what loyalty and what lifelong partnership looks like. And they come with a lot of baggage too, and maybe some trauma that has bonded them to their family very closely. Just saying you should not be and more afraid to you hurt your to... family than your spouse. Well, yeah, yeah. Ideally. That's or else where it's not going to be a great Ideally, marriage. everybody gets on board with marriage with that totally in place and on lock, you know? Right. But people are imperfect and have trauma and have baggage and have complicated pasts and relationships and um, tradition and... He definitely, your spouse your, or your husband like, definitely needs to know how you feel now. Is their next trip going to be with fiance and the baby and not her? Like, hey, my parents really want to yeah, take no. me and the baby on a trip. Oh, yeah. Your partner definitely needs to know how you feel. And um, hopefully he does what is necessary to make you feel seen and acknowledged and like you're his number one. If your partner wants you to have a cohesive, enjoyable relationship with his family, he needs to like be a leader and like stand up for you. <laughs> I don't think it's on you. You can just be like, well, I don't want to, they don't like me and aren't nice to me. You won't know how to do that unless you let him know how you feel though. So you need to let right. him know how you feel. Right. But I don't think it's her job to go beg to the in-laws to be her friend and like her. Well, nobody needs to beg for anything. It's on her fiance she to be could, like, if you like let them me. Know, she could let them know how they made her feel. I think fiance needs to be like, if you want me around, you need to be kind and respectful and inclusive to my partner or else I won't be around. That's fine. She should never have to experience this. It should be fiance should be like, that should have never reached her ears that the family's going on a trip without her. I don't think if you've been together for six years, you don't take, I don't know. You don't take the husband on a baby. So they weren't even married yet. But they've been together for six years. She's like 26 weeks pregnant and they want to go to Mexico on a family baby moon. Uh The baby and her. I guess engaged is a pretty big. That would have been an awesome like welcome to the family. Let's do a trip together. Yeah. If you're engaged and pregnant, in everyone's eyes, they should see you as married. Like they are a unit. Totally. Yeah, especially don't ask her to stay home and feed the cows while you're gone. On the vacation to do one last hurrah before her baby arrives. Sheesh. No, yeah, you need to... um, They reap what they sow. You're not going to... You're not friends. You are not friends. Do not let them think that they can treat you like shiz and that they still get to be your bestie. You're not the helpmate, just the wash lady that feeds the cows while they go off and do fun stuff. You're like part of the family. You want to be invited to birthday parties and pictures with Santa and school things. And like, you got to, you got to be nice to me. 
It sounds like you married into a family where you're going to need to speak up and stick up for yourself a little bit. And hopefully your partner um, sees the vision and, and steps up to the plate. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's the issue. Hopefully. I don't know. We love your um, fiance. Good luck. We're all on. You have a great fiance. Yeah, we believe in him. Good luck, friend. Hey, guys. <laughs> Casey. Um, talked about all these issues today. Jeez, Ooh. look at us. Heavy. Let us know all your thoughts. ISNHST podcast at gmail.com. We love you. Bye.